Welcome to Voices from the Dales, the third of six parts which we're calling Our Ingleborough, because it brings to you voices from the Ingleborough area, people who live here, people who've lived here all their lives, people who've moved here, people who visit the area. And in this episode, we're going to hear from those who enjoy this area for recreation. We're going to meet some Muslim hikers and then the Dales Dipper, Les Peebles. Anna Greenwood, you sat there on the on the clint of the limestone pavement. Tell me how you came across Sham Ali. Well, Sham Ali, or Sham Yorkshire, as he's known on social media, he leads a group of men walking for, for health benefits. And they come in from Bradford, Dewsbury, the surrounding areas, and they're predominantly Asian men. And I asked if I could join them to to share with them their experience of coming into the area and how they saw the area. And I joined them on a hike up Ingleborough. Where were you born, Sean? Bradford, born and bred as a Yorkshireman. For what year? 1967. Did you come in that one minibus together? No, we have cars as well. Like two, three cars. Yeah. Try to organise the... A bigger minibus, like 16-seater, through the community, which will be helpful. How many can you get in that one? Eight. You have to get here early to get parked. Yeah. We come early, you see, we're early starters. You put God willing at the bottom. Is that something you normally would say, God willing? Yeah, if God wills, yes. If God doesn't will, then you won't. So this project I'm doing is talking to people that use the area and what they use it for and what they enjoy about it. Well, mainly we use it for hiking. I believe my family, kids, sisters, the sisters don't walk that much, but I'm trying to get, get them into it. I've got loads of people into hiking, walking through Facebook, putting pictures up. What started you doing this? I played semi-professional cricket. And then had injury. Our home bed bound for about four months. Oh. Went to about 21 stone. So I pulled it back doing this hiking. I love countryside anyway. You, you kill about five or six birds with one stone. <laughs> First of all, it's your health, mental health, fitness, fresh air. You see beautiful sceneries and you meet great people like yourself. I mean, we met so many good people from different cultures, from different backgrounds. Hello. Ooh. Morning, you're early starters, aren't you? Oh, well, Were you camping? No, no, no. sat out of both. We're just a bit daft. <laughs> and it's crazy out like in the dark. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Fantastic. Nice. Beautiful morning today. Sunrise. You saw the yeah, sun. well, yeah. we thought we were going to get a sunrise, but yeah. it was clear it was... when we set off, and then as we got further up, I was like, I can't yeah. see the stars anymore. Yeah. So the clouds just came over. So yeah. We got wow. about two minute gap at the yeah. top where we could we got a view. Got a yeah, view. fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, you ladies have a good day. You too. Okay, see you. See you. See, you can't meet people like these, or they can't meet us people in a city like this. When you call somebody, they look weird. Why is he? Why is he talking yeah, to me? Yeah, why is he talking? Is he gonna steal something off me? <laughs> Such a nice feeling being out in here. Oh, it's fantastic. You were talking about mental well-being earlier as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, because a lot of people have a lot of stress, especially Asian community. Because Asian community, the parents, they think they have to do everything for their kid and make get them a house or make them because they're a very close knit community, weddings and stuff like that. So you bring them here, so eight, nine hours, your mind is switched off from that pressure. We have a laugh, joke, and thing we, <laughs> and when you go home, you're fresh. Like you said, first thing we do, I tell them I go home and have a shower first, and then we do our prayers. You can do anything if you're strong enough. You can do anything. One of the wilding projects that they're talking about is planting trees up here. Yeah, yeah, we've seen them. They've been doing a bit further on. Up where them trees are, I think one of them might go past them. They should get in touch with Imran Khan. Imran Khan has planted over, officially that I know last figure, was around about two billion trees in Pakistan, northern areas of Pakistan. Now he's trying to do it all over the Pakistan and telling people what the nature does, what, how nature helps. But people don't do this. Uh, it's all to do with the greed law. That's what is all big firms, greed. Anna Greenwood, that was you and Sham Ali putting the world to rights. <laughs> I think that's a fair description. It was a men's walking group on that day, wasn't it? Yes. And another person you interviewed was Tariq Shiraz. I came to this country when I was 10. Where did you come from when you were 10 years old? I came from Pakistan, Islamabad, or Rawalpindi, near. You couldn't have done this two weeks ago in all that rain. We, we, we have come out. Once we came out, we did were inside. Well, it was monsoon rain here. We can tell it's monsoon rain when it's coming down so fast and so thick, it's actually bouncing off. We had our full, plenty of layers on, two jackets, two rainproofs and all sorts like that. Nothing worked that day. Everything was drenched. But nobody complained. I said, it is what it is. It's a different sort of experience. Yeah. Where does that resilience come from? Through the group. The resilience just comes... If you look at the weather, our plan around the weather, then you won't get many walks in. So we've decided, look, we're going to come out, no matter what. Anna, how long did you spend talking to Tariq? Oh, well, the, I was recording the whole walk, so there was quite a lot of hours, and I spoke to three different people on the walk. So for Tariq, it was probably a couple of hours, and we did talk about a lot of things. He's a very interesting man. Um, he teaches in a school, and he's got a lot of stories about that. I, have a, I do have a terrible memory for names. So Imran is the one ahead, and then this one just in front Shazad. of us. Shazad. Shazad. Well, I'll try and remember one name at a time. Then. Yes. Shazad. Well, yeah. now you know what I go through, right? Well, you do because you were teaching, weren't you? Yeah. At the beginning of every year, it takes five, six weeks and I have 100 names to learn. They're all similar and they all look the same as well. You know, you're young, learning the names, learning the characters. And your secondary school? Secondary school. And it's a challenging school. Yes. So relationships are very important. Building relationships with the kids. Some of the most difficult children, if you get to know them, get to know their interests, say hello to them, reason with them, they will listen to you. They behave differently for different people. Treat them with kindness. 
Stay, stay with kindness and be firm. They like to be firm. You yes. be firm with them, kindness and as a teacher we can't hold grudges, otherwise we won't get on. Every day is a fresh start. And, and the older that you get, you realise the kids, what horror stories that they have in their personal lives. And they've got no role models. Sometimes that's the language that they use at home. And they get angry, they, just, they use words that they're used to using. How do you build those relationships? Patience, kindness, to get to know them. Plenty of convoys are we doing touch. I have two dinner duties, one break duty and one dinner duty. And in there, I feel sorry for the dinner ladies because the, our children don't respect them at all because they're unknown and they all seem as important. So they're, they're often a group of lads, they won't disperse. And these ladies start shouting at them, impose themselves. And these lads just, you know, if you, they like being shouted at because that's what they get all the time. Mm-hmm. They just laugh at them. So I go over there and pick the biggest lad there, group leader. I know who they are. I call them over, I say, how's it going, lad? Everything okay? Good to see you. Give me a touch. Touch. How are we doing? Have a little chit-chat with him. Right, make fun of him a little bit about his football team or something. Get his guard down. Make him in charge. I say, come on, lad, do the favour. Get these lads to move on, please. And he'll use his own language, the way they speak, they speak to each other. Yeah. Come on, lad, move. Mr Shiraz is all right. And they're gone, and they moved, and they've done as they asked. And next time I see a few of them, so thanks for that, that was very kind of you. You know, you're very mature. You know, you're lovely lad. You, you praise them for doing little things, rather than picking on things that they're doing wrong. Praise them for the good things that they've done. So, you know, you can be good, can't you? You got that wrong, haven't you? Come on, let's not make that mistake again. We're better than that, aren't we? That's Tariq Shiraz talking to Anna Greenwood on a walk up to Ingleborough. And we're really in the foothills now as we speak, looking up to these great peaks. I wanted to include, Anna, just one more clip from Tariq Shiraz, because she asked a number of people, you interviewed a dozen or so people for this project, about litter. It was Tariq's phrase, people walk with bin bags, mm. that stood out for me. So this is him talking about litter. What a view. Beautiful. Just, yeah, just take the view. Just, sometimes we just don't stop and turn around, have a look. That's another thing that we are so impressed with how clean these paths are. Because the majority of people that use this won't, won't, won't leave any rubbish about. You see and they pick you up. Do you see much rubbish? A little bit. Certain places, right, near parking areas, it's disgusting, but not much. But they, 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 then you have plenty of kind souls with carrier bags. Yes. People walk with windliners. Groups of Muslim hikers are but one of many groups enjoying Ingleborough. And this, Anna, is where we can turn to your interview and your experience, <laughs> I should say, with Les Peebles. And I won't ask you to introduce him here because you did a great introduction yourself as you walked along. I'm speaking today, 7th of March, 2022, to Les Peebles. Les lives in Settle and is a wild swimming guide in the Yorkshire Dales. He's become known as the Dales Dipper after setting up the wild swimming group, the Dales Dippers. I'm getting out of breath walking and talking. Yeah. Les said, I heard a friend of mine say recently that wild swimming is like a free legal drug, and that's what it is. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll flatten out when we get up to the top of here and then we're yeah, on an easy bit. Anna, could you explain where you were when you were with Les Peebles? We were on our way to Thornton Force, which is part of the Ingleton Waterfall Walk, because we were going dipping, even though it was about five degrees in the water. So we'd parked around the backside uh, in Kingsdale, and then we were walking up and down to get onto the Waterfall Walk itself. You're a swimming guide. You don't teach swimming. I'm not a swimming coach, no, I'm a guide. Can you describe how you feel when you've had that exhilaration, what it does to you? Well... Just uh, referring back to my past church history, and I'm, you know, I'm not religious now anymore. I would say I'm more spiritual than I'm religious, and I don't go to church these days. But, you know, one of the things about Christian churches was it was all about becoming born again, believing in Jesus and becoming born again. And my feeling of getting out of the water, so I feel pretty chipper today. I feel pretty chipper most days, but I know that I'll feel totally different after I've got out of the water. And for a bit of a corny phrase, I feel somewhat born again. And it seems to be like a temporary thing. It doesn't last long, and that's probably what keeps me going. It quite clearly puts me into the present moment, and it does that with high efficiency, very quickly and very successfully. And that is my understanding that being in the present moment is relieving and makes us feel well. And so if, even if that's only for a two-minute dip, which is probably what we'll be in for today, <laughs> um, you know, in my mind, it's worth having. So we're at Thornton Force. People just sitting, enjoying the water and the view. Uh, there's some steep steps, which look very well maintained to me, just yeah. to come up and down here. And then we've got this open pool with a gradual walk in. I can see the rocks and the stones at this end, and then behind this tree... Just through it, I can see the fall of the waterfall coming into what's probably a pool that we can swim in. Shall we? Yeah, sure. Well, You're going to go in shorts, aren't you? I am. I'm going to go in a wetsuit. Yeah, good. <laughs> and kick my woolly hat on. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> yeah. So you can feel the breeze off the waterfall already. Yes, oh, I can get the spray in my face now. Yeah. Okay, oh, there we go. That's got to my nethers. Yeah. Yep. Woo! Okay, I'm getting up to my waist. (laughs) Les Peebles talking to Anna Greenwood, who is going to stay with me for a little longer because we've got three more episodes of Voices from the Dales, our Ingleborough, coming up. My name's Andrew Fagg, and next time we'll be hearing the voices of Amy Jane Beer and Rachel Benson.